So walk me through your resume. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at TechSpeed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hi, Workwives. This is Madeline calling from Chicago. I have a first interview next week for a job that I'm really interested in. It seems like this is just an initial recruiting screening call but I haven't applied for jobs in quite some time and feeling a little rusty. These are typically more of an overview, right? Not specific to the job. Any advice on how to prepare? I would really like to get a second interview. Thanks so much. Well, hi, Madeline. Uh, Madeline, first of all, well done on this question. This is the kind of question we like to answer the most because it allows us to give you a full rundown of everything that you need to know about this call. It's not going to be weird. It's not going to be crazy, but it is super important. And the reasons it's important are these. There's two parties at play here. The first is the recruiter and the second is you. Each has an agenda and something that they need to get out of it. As with all things in corporate America, <laughs> those agendas are often at odds with each other. <laughs> Just FYI. For a recruiter, the point of a screening call is to see if you are worth their time. They're about to line up a succession of interviews for you. They're about to take an hour of a whole bunch of people's time that is worth probably, I mean, the people you should be interviewing with are in the VP level, sometimes a C-suite, in a director level. Their time should be worth about $125 to $150 an hour, okay? So in order to even see if you are worth talking to, they're going to send someone whose time is not worth that. Recruiters are probably worth $30, $40, $50 an hour out to go do the the like initial research, right? To do like they're the they're the runner, right? Before they go in and line up five, six, seven hundred dollars worth of people's time. And that's not only just that one hour, but that's the the hours they have to prepare for you. So it's probably more like two bucks. Yeah, two thousand dollars maybe yeah. by the time we're done. So that's that's their job. Also to understand like do you look and feel and sound professional? And like like, someone that they could hire. <laughs> totally. And like, do you look like our company looks like? And I'm sorry, but they care about what you look like. They care about what you sound like. And I, I'm not talking about whether or not you have tattoos, whether or not for like for women of color, whether or not you're using a natural hairstyle. Like they don't care about that. They just want to know if you can like speak intelligently about anything. And, and that they're not going to look like a total idiot when they bring you in front of people above them. As usual, your job is to make... The person above you look good. And in this case, it's the recruiter. Exactly. And like every recruiting team I've ever known, <laughs> they have like this little mini competition of like who finds the best hires. Okay. Now, some recruiters and most recruiters actually are compensated based on whether or not you get hired. So always remember that as part of their agenda. You're worth actual dollar signs to them if you come to the company. So they're going to try their best to get you to be hireable, but you're going to make their job much easier if you just show up looking hireable. <laughs> um, but this little competition they have like follows you around as you do something good. Like if you make it to the company newsletter, there's definitely people in HR that like have their recruits up on their wall. Like mm, I hired that one and I hired that one and I hired that one. And your recruiter is going to come out of the woodwork every single time you do something awesome, noteworthy or praiseworthy, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. you're their portfolio is mm -hmm. what it turns out to be, mm -hmm. right? So like they, they want to make sure that one, you look good for the company, but you're also worth collecting for them. Mm -hmm. Another thing to consider in these interviews, 
about hireability specifically is every time you hire someone, you are inherently changing the dynamic of a team. Even big companies still operate under the two pizza rule. You're going to end up on a team that's about five or six people. So they're looking for someone who's not going to upset the dynamic of what is already happening. The business is operating. I have a slot to fill. I need to fill it. I need to be able to plug this person in, period. That's what the recruiter is looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the point of a screening call for you, the potential hire? What are you looking for? My favorite thing is (laughs) I go into screening calls like this. I know the recruiter's job is to get me to talk because they're trying to figure out who I am. But my job suddenly becomes, and it's a fun game I play, (laughs) um, my job becomes to get them to talk a lot because I need information from them in order to ace my next interview. They might have some idea of the job I'm applying for. They may know exactly the job I'm applying for. And they know all the tea. They just know (laughs) all of it, right? But like my job then becomes to get as much information out of that recruiter as humanly possible about my next interview. Who's that person? What's the biggest challenge that they're facing? How can I take something from my experience and my resume and bring it to the top of their consciousness so that that's the frame that they're suddenly seeing my entire experience through, right? Because then I'm going to look amazing to them if I speak to the exact problem that they're having. Exactly. So we'll talk a little bit more about how to get at that information later, but we just want to call out that the recruiter wants to get you to talk and you want to get the recruiter to talk. With this in mind, this framework of like, they're trying to get you to talk and you want them to talk. Remember, like your number one priority is just to get to the next step. Like everything in the interview process, your resume, its job is to get you in the door. Your recruiter call is to get you the hiring manager. That's it. Don't think too far beyond that or you're going to start making like weird decisions or bring up topics that, that naturally will come up later. Another thing along that same line is like, how do I say this nicely? Now is not the time to be making demands. Like, we just can't sugarcoat it. Like, I don't, I don't care what the demand is. If you want to work from home, not the time to talk about it. If you want to work remotely, not the time to talk about it. If you want to bring your dog to the office, not the time to talk about it. You need to be as low drama and little maintenance as humanly fucking possible in this call. It's 30 minutes for you to be the homecoming queen. I want you to put on a smile. I want you to like have your voice an octave higher. Oh, oh, did I not tell you I do this? (laughs) okay so y'all are used to my like normal voice my like sales customer service call slash recruiter voice is a little more up here oh my god but i have to do it without the sarcasm um you're not trying to fake it no but you just you just end up like a little happier and a little bubblier than normal like oh yes i'm so excited to work here this is going to be a fantastic fit for what i'm ready to stretch into next like it's just it's just a little bit more up here it's a little bit cooler it's a little bit funner it's a little bit like yep i'm here i'm ready to go i'm a team player i'm on my shit you don't say that but like i am very organized and detail oriented like i'm i'm ready to do whatever you'd like me to do that's the vibe It just takes a little bit of showing the recruiter that you're here to play. Yeah, totally. But yeah, now is not the time to make demands. No. If you come out the gate demanding work from home or asking remote, like you're not getting the job. You're not passing go. You're not collecting $200. You're put in the bottom of the pile. You looked super interesting enough to spend the recruiter's time on it, but you didn't pass the test. Because the test is be chill. <laughs> be chill. Be chill. <laughs> this, this I hate like, to say it, but you you said this earlier. Like it is being a low maintenance. It's being low maintenance. Period. I'm ready to do whatever you'd like me to do. That's what's going to get you to pass the test. 
and you may need to work remotely. That's the shit you work out with the hiring manager in the negotiation phase at the very end. That's where I always put like, hey, I have two weeks booked for New Zealand. One, you're going to pay me for that. Two, you're not going to give me shit about it. Three, I know I haven't accrued that time off. Like we're dealing with it during the negotiation phase. At the end. We're not talking about the recruiter. She doesn't have that kind of power. Exactly. And if she has to like prep every single person she's about to talk to with this person wants a remote job only, that doesn't make her look intelligent. That doesn't make you look intelligent. And now that hiring manager is like, well, I'm in the fucking office and my team's in the office. I'm going to have to manage remotely. Like mm -mm, it's not happening. If you happen into a company who's, company philosophy is everyone's dispersed, then great. If you absolutely must work remote, then you need to go find those companies. But right now things are in flux. And I like, and, and this is kind of what we're talking about. Remote work is what we're talking about now, but it's because it's the thing that's happening now. It could be anything. It could be paternity leave, maternity leave. I don't know, matching 401ks. It could, it could be anything, but this is the reason why you need to be interviewing all the time. You'll have a better pulse on the job industry generally. Like these are the people who are in this. They know what's going on. They know the nuances. They know the micro trends that haven't quite made it up to the business insider headline that you're going to read next week on Instagram. Like they, they know these things before they happen. And right now, every single recruiter we know is sighing a re- big sigh of relief when a potential hire says, I don't care where I work or put me where you want me. That's your answer. I will go where you want me to go. Because the truth of the matter is, Madeline, you need a job. Remember, you got to keep the main thing, the main thing. And if you're going to get a job, you need to pass the recruiter screening call, period. Do whatever it takes to get there. And we're going to talk about what you got to do after the break. Uh, You mean, Holland, we're going to circle back to that in a minute? We're going to punt it till after the break. Hey. (laughs) We have some big news. Yeah, we do. We've been coaching for a while um, to great success. I think we're responsible for, we might be a pushing a million dollars. We might be responsible for a million dollars in people's accounts right now. What we're telling you is (laughs) we are opening our client list to the public, uh, which has never been done before. And the first and only place you're going to hear about that is subscribing to our email list. To sign up for our email list, visit our website, askyourworkwife.com. We will not spam you, but we want to make sure that if you really need customized, personalized, tailored coaching and how to get more out of corporate America, we want you to hear about it first. So sign up. Let's fucking go. (laughs) Let's make it 2 million, ladies. Hey. Welcome back. I'm back from the break. You're back. I'm back. I'm ready to circle yet, but here we are. No, we punted it. I think oh, we just punted it. Am I catching a ball now? Is that what I'm doing? I don't know. We got to work on these sports The analogies. metaphor does not hold water. <laughs> no, rarely do they. Okay. <laughs> on that note, Madeline, so we know you're super, like, this sounds weird. We know you're super rusty. That's but- what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I say we leave it in. <laughs> but what we'd like... <laughs> When we come back from this laughing break, what we'd like to do is run you through how a typical recruiter call goes. It's so typical. <laughs> Turns out they're all exactly they're the same. They're exactly the same. I swear there's like a recruiter school that everybody goes to and it's, they just hand you a script. Like That's it. Mm-hmm. So it's 30 minutes long, precisely. They're going to be one to two minutes late, precisely. And if you just follow their lead, they're going to give you signals on when to wrap it up. Exactly. One thing to know about recruiting calls, once you're in this space, you've got resumes out in the world, people are going to be calling you from numbers you don't know. You need to turn on all your notifications. Yeah. Whether it's a text, whether it's a phone call, you need to answer the phone from numbers you don't know. 
typically recruiter screening calls are scheduled. They will schedule it through email and then they'll have a time to call you. But sometimes they don't. So you need to have all your notifications on. You need to answer the phone from numbers you don't recognize. And you need to always answer the phone with something professional. Hi, this is Madeline. Wait, no, we have to like do the thing. This is like the Gosh. like the Ask Your Work Wife theater troupe. Oh, welcome to the yeah. Ask Your Work Wife Playhouse. Yes. Our Act second. Two? Yes. Yeah. Yes. In which a recruiter calls a prospective employee. Correct. Okay. I will be the recruiter. I'm the prospective employee. Bring, bring. Hi, this is Madeline. Hi, Madeline. This is Lacey from the company that you want to work for. Is this still a good time to chat? It's totally a great time. Thanks so much, Lacey. Thank you so much for meeting with me. I really appreciate your time. Anytime. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. I'm so glad to hear that. So here's what I was thinking. I was thinking you could walk me through your resume and then I could tell you a little bit about the role and the company. And then of course, I know you'll have questions. So we'll make sure to leave um, some room at the end of the call for some questions. How does that sound to you? That sounds incredible. That sounds perfect. Thank you. Awesome. So walk me through your resume. End scene. <laughs> so... Vanessa and I are laughing because like this is exactly how it's going to be. To the letter, like I want you to not crack a smile in the middle of your next <laughs> recruiting screening call because it's exactly that way. I'm telling you, it's scripted. 100%. But what's not scripted is how maybe some of the rest of it goes. Yes. So we're going to we're going to we're going to give it to you step by step. The first thing they're going to probably ask you about is your resume. They've looked at it. They want you to talk about it. And so in that moment, you really need to take the two or three salient bullet points that are pertinent to that company and bring them to the top so that that's what they walk away from your call with. Like, oh, I liked Madeline because this, this, and this about her resume totally fit our company. And that's all the information she's probably going to give the next interviewer. Great. Sold. Next up, she may ask you something about why now? And you need to have an answer. It could be something like, that's a solid question. I'm really looking for my next stretch project. I've learned a lot of good things at this company. I love my team. I'm a little sad to leave them, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I just feel like I've reached a bit of a cap in my learning and growing. And I think your company allows me for a little bit more growth, education, opportunity in this way. And, you know, have a couple of reasons for that. I also think I bring a lot of experience from the industry I'm coming from and the company I'm coming from that can add to your bottom line as well. That's a great answer. Always talking about growth, always talking about your next role, never bitter, never negative, never disclosing anything that shouldn't be disclosed about your current no. um, employment arrangement. You also love your current company. Yes. You love your current team. There's awesome. nothing wrong there. You're just looking to grow. And every recruiter kind of knows that's a little bullshit, but like the test here is, are they going to shit on their old company? Because if you're willing to do it about your old company, you're willing to do it about us. And they're not going to stand for that. And when they ask you a question about you, and like why you're doing this, you bring it back to them. You also want to make sure in everything you're saying that like you, you do understand this is a transaction. You're providing work for them that will increase their revenue, period. Everyone thinks about the profit and loss statement, even if they don't touch it directly. So like to that recruiter, if you can show that you're aware that like you're bringing things that are going to help them, that's a green flag because they know they can help you. Yeah. Right? They got money. Mm hmm. They may also ask you why this company. Mm. It behooves you to have something to say about the company that's flattering and passion aligned for you and an accurate, authentic, <laughs> genuine, and about true. the company. Yes. Couple hacks. Bigger companies have career documentation, like videos of like cool people doing cool shit and being very happy and like delicious food and like cool workspaces. They have a, a mission, vision, value statement yeah. for their employees, not yeah. just for their customers or their product or product, like it's a thing you should have in front of you a bunch of these recruiting calls I've taken probably god I think I've taken every single recruiting call in my car which seems subpar <laughs> so actually 
Um, but typically you should be at a desk with a computer. Pull up the company's website. Open their career pages. At the top of the career page, before the little job search field, there's going to be the mission, vision, value statement. Yes. This is the vibe that yeah. they're looking for. Don't That's, read it back to them exactly, yeah. but have it in mind. Yeah, exactly. If, if it's not a big enough company to have like a particular mission, vision for the careers, mm-hmm. for the hiring, they're going to have some type of like about the company. Yeah. No problem. Have a cursory familiarity with that page. Right. They uh, And if you can't find it there, go to their history and find some there. Like, this is a bold move, but I've done it a couple of times. Like, I appreciate that your CEO didn't graduate from college. I didn't either. And I think I would like to learn on the job, yeah. how to further my education and help you guys along the way. Make a connection. Yes. And that connection is is like not just you and the company from your perspective, but you also need to tie that back into how are you going to help the company's bottom line? Because they know they're going to help you out. They're going to give you benefits. They're going to give you health insurance. They're going to pay you a fuck ton of money. They better be paying you a fuck ton of money. But this is not just about you getting what you want. This is about you helping the company get what it wants, which is more money. Everyone wants more money. Hi. (laughs) So somewhere in here, they may also dive into specifics about a role. If they have one in mind for you, Mm -hmm. maybe they have a couple in mind for you. They might dive into one or the both of them. They're going to start telling you some stuff and you're going to take some notes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which it's important that you be in front of a computer. Now that I think about it, the car is really suboptimal. <laughs> I don't know how I got... She's like shaking her head. Her brow is very furrowed. <laughs> how right did now. I do this? I don't know, actually. Computer <laughs> notes. You have the job description in there. You've got your cover letter text that you submitted. Link to like the screenshot of the application submission. Like you if got it. there's not 12 screens, it looks like yeah. an NSA monitoring station. Yeah. I don't want it. I actually. want all the tabs. I want all the notes. Okay. Okay. So when they start talking, you start taking notes. That's all. Recruiters really honestly do have more than one role in mind for you. And if if they've liked your resume, but it doesn't quite fit what you applied for, this is where you're going to understand that. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And I've had, like, I've had jobs created for me based on my responses in this moment of a recruiting call. They're going to tell you about the role you interviewed for, but then they'll also add in a few other questions like, what other things would you be interested in? Would you consider something more like this? It's going to be that role adjacent. Your only answer is yes. You're interested in all the things. Yeah. If it's scraping gum off the floor, I don't care. Is it in the marketing department? Great. Are you going to pay me $100,000 to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign? Yeah. <laughs> Dotted line. Anyone? Yeah. They'll also sometimes ask you, this is, I think this, this seems more rare to me. They'll yeah. sometimes also ask you what you're looking for in a company. Yeah. And they'll keep it broad. They'll kind of like go really specific into this, into this role or a role they have in mind for you. And then they'll kind of back up and they'll say, what are you interested in your next employer or next mm-hmm. team? How would you answer this question? My answer is always, I want to learn and grow and I want to make an impact. Hmm. Lacey, I take my career really seriously and I'm always looking for a place that values growth mindset and making sure that I'm learning and growing and developing. I love a company that really values that. And the other thing that I really value as, you know, in my career is making an impact. I want to make sure that this role makes a difference. I want to make sure that this role is what you need it to be. And I'd love to be the person to do that for you. If I were talking to Lacey, I would say this. Lacey, I am super excited to really dive into your company, the company I want to work for, and tell people stories. That's why I'm here. That's what I'm here for. That's what I love about my current role. And I just want to do it on a bigger scale. And I think your company can help me. And I think in the process, like the things I've learned being so elbow deep in the nitty gritty of how to get this done at a smaller company, I think it's really going to help you guys tell better stories and really help your customer move forward with that. 
oof, right? Like it, it can be an, an early point in role-playing both of those, Madeline, is like to give you, it needs to be something that you really care about. Like what are you really, going back to the, the connection point you made earlier, Holland, like it needs to be a real connection. Like this, These aren't canned answers. No. This is... This is you. This is what I actually believe about my career. Mm -hmm. And this moment, actually, I'm getting like chills. Yeah. This answer right here opens the door to a conversation about your next three moves. What do you want? What's driving you? Why are you here? Give him a real answer. When the last person that interviewed me asked me this question, I said, I want to work on a team. I think I work better on a team. I, I get pushed further on a team. I make a better product on a team, but I'm looking for the right team. And I will keep going until I find the right team. So that's what's driving me. That's what's driving Vanessa. Mm -hmm. So Madeline, this is an opportunity for you to explore what is driving you. Mm -hmm. What are you excited about here? What do you want? What do you want? If it's more money, great. The way to answer that is, you know, I really love my team here, but I feel like I've reached my, my cap in salary. And I feel like I have more to give, but this company is just small. I, I love them a lot, but I'm, I'm looking for commensurate compensation for the work I'm providing and the growth I want. Oh, this makes my heart melt. I mean, if we can get chills role-playing this, like <laughs> this is a moment to be real with that recruiter. This is how you stand out. We, we, talk, <laughs> we talk to the top about being like bubbly and happy, but like you can be very real. It's just not the time to make real demands. It's the time to like be real philosophically. Like who are you as a person? When you do answer this question, 100% genuinely, make sure you couch it in the language of what the company wants, that bottom line. Because, you know, more often than not, my goal is to learn and burn. So like to learn something and get the fuck out. And I really shouldn't say that to a recruiter if I want to get to the next interview. It's tricky because I once answered this question by saying I want to run my own agency one day. Oh God, they did not hire you. She did not hire me. No. Mm-mm. That's not the time. Nope. This is why you have the mission, vision, value statement up. What do you want in the terms of what the company wants? Yeah. Right. It always has to be in terms of what the company wants because again, it's a transaction. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can both come to a mutually beneficial decision, that's a win. That's a job, right? That's you what you're doing here. Exactly. A recruiter screening call is about saying the right things at the right time so you can pass to the next interview. That's it. Toward the end of the call, one of the signals that the call is wrapping up is they're going to ask if you have any questions. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not making demands. No. We're not even... Like, Hinting at it. Exactly. My absolute favorite question to ask is... What is the biggest challenge the hiring manager is facing? The reason that question is so useful is it answers all of the questions you have about the next role. Like, who is it reporting to? What am I walking into? And like, because that recruiter is in HR, they know all the tea. And how they answer this question is going to be very indicative to you of what's important in the next one. They might not know what that hiring manager will tell you is the most important thing, but because they know all the gossip and they know this person and they work with this person, they know what's really the problem. Like I, I walked into one of these, I had a recruiter who loved me. Side note, little asterisk here. Your recruiter, they're trained to make you think that they're your best friend. They aren't really. You need to remember that, but you can use it to your advantage. What it did for me was my recruiter called me after I'd done a, a one round of interviews. He called me. He's like, hey, could you come in today? And I was like, for what? He's like, one of our VPs just found out that his social media manager is not coming back from maternity leave and he's in a bit of a panic. I think you're perfect for this. I know social media is not what you wanted, but like your resume is going to get you in the door. Once we get you in the door, I can move you wherever we want to. Ooh. I was like, fuck, yeah. I Drop I, everything? I scheduled a dentist appointment real quick, got out the door, <laughs> put on a different shirt, went to interview. And and he did. He prepped me right before I went to the interview of like, you talk nothing but social in this interview. You're with a senior vice president of a $3 billion company. He needs a social media manager. 
So the senior vice president didn't know that the recruiter told me that because I walked from that conversation into his office and we had like a lovely interview. It was fine. But every single answer I had was somehow like, well, with my experience in social, I learned blah, 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 blah. He fucking loved me. Came out of it. Recruiter asked me to like sit around in his office. Recruiter went into the senior vice president's office. I came out with an offer. It happens that fast. What's the biggest challenge the hiring manager is facing right now? I love this question. Before the call ends, this is the final, final thing out of this recruiter's mouth. She's going to ask you, does it sound like something you're interested in? The only answer is yes. The answer is always yes. It's the only time I will say the answer is not no. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is not no. Yeah, Um, the answer is yes. Like, oh, Lacey, absolutely. I'm so excited to see what's next. This recruiter is a gatekeeper. You tell her everything she wants to hear and you go have the big conversations with the hiring manager. Madeline, we're super excited for you. As you know, you should take every screening call. You should actively be seeking out recruiting interviews. These can tell you so much about your industry, about your competition, about where you stand in the marketplace. But most importantly, recruiter screening calls are how you get a job. Let us know how it goes. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Also, remember, recruiters have all the tea because they They work in HR. That's why their hair is so big. So it's full of secrets. <laughs> I got there. I love this episode for us. The chaotic good energy is just <laughs> off the charts. <laughs>